AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, we do have a, a Laker update. Maybe we know why Alex Caruso was not re-signed. Because they spent that money on Taylor Horton Tucker. Yes. Three years, $32 million. Woohoo! Nice bump. Yeah. I mean, they could have kept them both. What do you think? Yeah. There's a tree outside printing money, Kevin? Yes. What do you think? There's a press in the back <laughs> I, I room think, printing money? I think Jeannie Buss says we'll go over the luxury tax to build a championship contender. So, yes, I do. Yeah. Now, if that's not the case and they were concerned about luxury tax issues, then yes, Fred, it makes sense. You kept the younger guy with a higher upside for the same amount of money than Caruso would have gotten. Right. And I think that's what it was. And that probably is yeah. what it was. It yeah. just it just conflicts with what Jeannie said previously about like I'll not go over the cap. That'll go over the tax. tax. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So but that's all it is. Wouldn't you think they're pretty close to that now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're over it. I think they're gonna be over it anyway. So if they would have kept both of them at this at that amount of money, they would have been over it even more. And there's a there's a repeater tax at a certain amount. So you go over a certain amount, then you have to pay like two dollars. For on the dollar for every amount, amount, dollar you're over, so it's there's definitely a threshold. It makes sense, I get it, but it kind of I understand why fans will be upset when you say you're willing to go over the tax yet you don't do it for a fan favorite like Alice Caruso. But let, let's also remember this: Jeannie uh, Buss is not Steve Ballmer. Absolutely, family so, run. That's right, right, it's family run. So you know yeah. if you if you go over the tax and now it's two bucks to a dollar, you pay somebody a million, it costs you two. Yep. That's real yeah, money. Absolutely. Yep. And they don't have the revenue streams of Steve Ballmer. Right. I mean, they have the Spectrum TV deal. They have their network TV deal. And certainly ticket prices are not cheap. But that's it. Steve Ballmer is worth $100 billion. You know, if if some, you know, if they're $10 million in the hole. He reaches in his pocket. That's not a problem. Yeah. You know, Stan Kroenke's worth like $8 billion. Yeah. You know, if there's a problem, he's got to cover. Dean Spanos is not. And I would say the Lakers are not. There was a story that when Jerry Buss was alive, if you remember when Spectrum came into play and did that mega deal with the Lakers, I think they pay him $150 million a year, right? Jerry Buss said if they had not reached that kind of deal, he believed mm-hmm. they would have had to sell the team. Interesting. Yeah. So that, that Spectrum deal basically saved the Buss family, owning the Lakers. So, you know, if she says, we'll do whatever it takes, I think it's, we'll do whatever it takes within reason. Of course. You know, of not, we'll, we'll just go, go insane go here. Yeah. You got three guys that are making an awful lot of money. So even a, a deal like Taylor Horton Tucker or Alex Caruso, if in fact that's what this is, uh, that money makes a difference. Absolutely it does. So maybe that's why it was Taylor Horton Tucker they picked. Mm-hmm. The younger guy, and and if you one of the two, don't you pick him? If you if you had to pick one, yeah, 
Yeah, that's the guy you'd pick. Right. Right. And nobody says Alex Caruso wasn't valuable and a a good player and, and the fans didn't love him. But, you know, there there's going to be a limit to everything, no matter. And we have to keep that in perspective. I'll do whatever it takes within reason. Right. All right. Uh, now, let's come together, bring everybody together. This man will have a lot to say about what's happened today. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do you think we, uh, just before he gets on, you think we go authentic haiku, or do we get Francis from uh, from Maine? <laughs> Whoever uh, from, from New Hampshire that's going to do the haiku. I what think, do you think on this special day of Dodgers, Astros, Lakers trades? What do you think? We You think we get an old school cat? I think we'll go old school. Yeah? I do. But there's only one man that can supply the answer. That's only one. There's only one. That's right. So to supply that information, we welcome on an American icon. Oh, yeah. Global icon, Fred. Don't sell him short. He's global. Remember those days in the Philippines? Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Who knew? And a national treasure. 100%. Let's bring on Vic the Brick with a daily haiku at two. And Vic... Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred, and thank you and our Pete for that beautiful intro. I'm the Dean. Yes. You're all deluded, and I love that about you. <laughs> Vic, you're back on the landline. The power's on. Thank God. Yes, Vic. You sound clear. Yes. The, 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 the grid was good to us. The grid is good. You didn't have to throw out any food from the fridge, did you, Vic? Oh, no. No, I took out uh, I took out my chocolate milk and started drinking it, though. You know, I'm on a chocolate milk uh, kick these last uh, few years. Chocolate. I love chocolate milk. Chocolate yeah. milk, huh? Yeah, I'm like... Um, like real um, chocolate know, milk, or like quick, real chocolate like milk? Quick? You know, I'm, it's one of the one of my guilty pleasures, really. Yeah. Well, this is good to know, Vic. And it's not just any chocolate milk. I do that Beaujolais chocolate oh. that uh, in the oh. bottle. Oh, Beaujolais! That's hotsy totsy. It's not Beaujolais. It's, it's what is the pronunciation? It's uh, with a. It's like a fr- French. You don't even know what it is. Flavor? No, it's uh, it comes in a bottle. Yeah. And you can get it at Sprouts. Okay. And it's just uh, it's so pure. If anybody works at Sprouts and knows the milk, call us. Tell us what it's called. It's a beautiful chocolate milk. Okay. Well, good afternoon, Rodney Pete. BTB. And please put your hands together. He's the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's Kevin Figgis. Yeah, come on, now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 Cha. Cha. He's the master of all audio time and space. Every sound you hear is... It's from his creative audio sources and his resources, the whole thing. It's Ronnie Fascio. <laughs> the truth will set you free with VTB. Ah. Tell me. Technology and stuff. Who wrote that? 
Yeah. Well, I am giddy with this Laker reformation. They're getting the band back together. Most jo- most joyous about El Luminario coming back, Dwight Howard. He was sorely missed in last year's run. You know, as as was Danny Green. I would get Danny Green as well. I'd, I'd no. bring, bring him bring him back. No, what? Don't bring Danny Green back. Why not? Because in his last appearance with the Lakers, he couldn't shoot and hit the broadside of a barn. He had a bit. He had a, he had a little slump, Fred. Yeah, a little slump, Fred. So did AJ Pollock notice, at all, one point. You see him now, my guy. Right. All these guys are coming in for the stretch run. He is a weapon. Yeah. I love the fact that they're getting all these one-year one-year deals done. But I am most jubilant about Melo Anthony. Rodney, you and I have really been on the on the Melo kick for years to bring in Melo into the Laker mix. Laker, yes, hold on. Have. Hold yes, on. We have. Wait, wait. We have an update. Yeah, the Lakers have just signed another guard. This time, uh, Kendrick Nunn to a two-year deal. Oh, from Miami. Deal, according to Woj, yes. Kendrick Nunn. Yes. I like Nunn. Another young guy. Yeah, Nunn can play, man. Yeah, we're going to miss the Caruso. We're going to miss the Caruso. We love Alex. All he's done. I love his headband. I love his bad hair. But most of all, you know, I love his, bl- his blue-collar toughness. Yes. You know, not in the box score. He took that charge. Or, he, you know, he deflected the pass. But you know what? You know, bless Caruso is getting $37 million in Chicago. Go get him. Go get so, your money. Caruso got his money, man. Who None. knew that this kid at a Texas A limited skills, really, is going to make $37 million in the NBA? It's unbelievable to me, and we enjoyed Caruso, and we'll still root for Caruso. The Caruso, man. But what the Lakers have done to plug in the gaps... I mean, you got you, you got to resign Tucker. You have to. Well, Kendrick, but I, I like they, none. I like the none. They, already, do, I, they did. That's they, a great update. Vic, we literally talked about them resigning Taylor Horn Tucker while you were on hold before we brought. He got on. thirty-two million, Vic. <laughs> yeah, I see. You know, Horton Tucker. You know, he creates his own shot, and he's explosive. It's very, very rare qualities. Uh, Kendrick Nunn averages fifteen points a game for his career. So, mm. And uh, according to Woj, he turned down a significant amount of money on the market to come join the Lakers. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Similar come to, on uh, now. Ken Bazemore. Yeah. None your business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what his nickname is? Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny? Yeah, I thought that was Kendrick Lamar's name, nickname. He's also known as K-9, K-9, and the Flying Nun. The Flying Nun. Sally Fields. Sally Field. Get a good campaign on that one. Lakers putting together a squad. What do they have? One more slot, Kevin? I don't know they had any left. They just they've signed fifteen dudes in the last nine hours, Fred. I don't know. (laughs) I'm gonna have a rundown. Keep going and keep going. I'll have a rundown, a roster rundown in its lip. Okay. All right. Nice. Now is it me? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Is it just me? Jew. But the Melo Anthony signing is very, very reminiscent of the Dodgers signing Albert Pujols. You're bringing in a veteran who still has got a lot of pop left and will inspire the collective. No, you've got to hope 
that it's not like sending Albert Pujols. He no. Albert he, Pujols is is hitting ball. I understand, and doing but I'm thing. saying in basketball. Are you kidding? Pujols is hitting 300. And the players love him. Oh, no, no, I'm I mean, not. I'm not arguing. What that. are you arguing? He's hitting 300. Great analogy by Vic. What are you doing, Fred? What I'm saying is Carmelo Anthony's got to move a little faster than Albert. We're Pujols. not talking about moving. Talk about production. Exactly. I would also say the pedigree is a little bit different. You know, Pujols, you know, well-respected clubhouse guy, world champion, couple of MVPs. Carmelo, up until the last couple of years, has thought of as a bit of a malcontent. I don't know if you would say you would bring Melo in to stabilize or bring leadership into yes. a locker room. He's changed. He's Melo. I mean, Melo's mellowed out. Yes. I mean, he, yes, he's mellowed, but I don't know if I would say that he's a veteran locker room presence to boost the morale in the locker room as a leader. He's a calming influence now. He was in Portland? Yes, he was. Brian loves him. They love him in Portland. They loved him in Portland. Yeah, a couple years in Portland. He had some big shots. It wasn't his fault they mortgaged the rest of the team in New York. Uh, Actually, it was his fault. (laughs) They traded the entire team to get him, Rodney. (laughs) can't blame him for getting his money. The mellow, mellow's chasing, chasing the, the ring, man. We got some guys from the Rucker to play better than the yeah, on the, on the Knicks with him. Remember when well, they, the Knicks were total garbage with with Mello. Remember when they tried to put the triangle in and Mello was there? Do you remember oh, yeah, that classic D-fish? shot? Oh, yeah. He he was moving along the baseline, didn't know what to do, and he underhanded the ball, and it hit the side of the backboard and went out of bounds. That I cannot un- unsee that shot. That was one of the great moments. He just kind of tossed it up. It, it was like the side of the backboard. Seminal moments when you know things were over. Like when Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant gave that stare to Mike Brown and the next day he got fired. I felt like <laughs> after that, Derek Fisher knew his days were numbered as a head coach of the Knicks. Yeah. He was like, all right, I'm out of here. Right. This ain't going to work. <laughs> Salient points, K-Fig. Yeah. <laughs> and fellas, we yes. got a game tonight at Dodger Stadium. And Vic, we warned everybody. Don't misbehave out there, or they're going to eject you from the stadium. Vic? What was that warning? <laughs> Jesus, Vic. I, I, I have a bad connection. Vic, <laughs> the warning was, don't act like a fool. Don't misbehave. Don't get into a fight. They're going to eject you. They're going to throw you out of the stadium tonight. Well, of course, it's not going to be any fisticuffs. It's going to be pure Passione Corison, where the fans are venting for the last couple of years where they haven't been in their house, you know, to show Houston, you know, just, you know, what, what scum they are. And this is a great opportunity for Dodger fans to vent. But there's not going to be, you know, any... Sister cuffs, Fred. This is purely we not, the frustration. Sure. You got the fans must vent after you know being ripped off by the you know you know by by this you know horrific corrupt franchise, the Houston Astros. The fans must vent and get their yayas out, Fred. You want an interesting factoid? Yes. Tonight's Dodger game should be. The most attended game in Major League Baseball this season. They will sell more tickets for this game. Currently, at this point, it is the Yankees-Mets, 4th of July. But they think by time it's all said and done, 
This will be the biggest crowd in Major League Baseball this season. I love that factoid. But you got two clubs that would leave the Yankees and the Mets in the dust. You know, those are, the Yankees are crap. And the Mets are going to blow the lead in the NL East. Watch. That's just their way. But bottom line is, you got the pitcher of the month, the beautiful Bueller. He's our ace. And Bueller is psyched. And it's just going to be, a, I think, a fabulous, incredible environment to get there early. Don't forget, Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck at 6 with Tim Cates. First pitch from Bueller, he'll be flinging at 7-ish. Right here, AM570 LA Sports. Uh, this is a this is a giant game. You're right, and tomorrow? Are you kidding me with Scherzer? These two games are just uh, electric. Yeah. Electric. Rapture at the ravine. Capture every moment right here in the home of the Dodgers. I am psyched for tonight's game, but I'm also psyched for this haiku. We've never heard from this guy from Jersey. His name's Alan Pizzarelli. All right, stop. Stop. First of all, Rodney said yeah. to me when we started, what do you think? What do you think he's going to do? And I said, no, he is going to go today with one of the masters, one of the classics. And you announce that the haiku is from Alex Pizzarelli. Alan. Alan Pizzarelli. Alan Pizzarelli from New Jersey. Didn't he have a, Correct. a, a, a legal, Newark, legal TV show in the 70s? Petrocelli? Yeah, that was him. <laughs> Welcome back, Cotto. Yeah, Alan Pizzarelli from New Jersey. Obviously, when you think of the Bashos and the Busans, Busans and the Sheikis, yeah, Sheiky and yeah, you you Prince Sheiky and Alan Pizzarelli. He sounds like Daddy Sheiky. Yeah, he he sounds like a guy from Jersey Shore, Vic. Alan Pizzarelli. That's the thing. He's from Newark. He's from Newark. That's right. <laughs> Kevin, you have anything on Alan? Uh, American poet, songwriter, and musician, this says. Are you going to sing the haiku, Vic? No. He uh, has performed numerous poetry readings and has taught poetry workshops in the U.S. and internationally. Is he still alive? Uh, yes. 71. Okay. He was actually influenced by Alex... Trebek? Uh, Allen Ginsberg's father. He was hanging with Ginsburg's father, who also was a poet, Alan Pizzarelli. What, why did you select Alan Pizzarelli today? Well, I thought he really hit the essence of the haiku and really epitomized, you know, hardball. It's a baseball haiku. Yeah. Alan Pizzarelli. Okay. It's haiku for you and this... Tuesday, August the 3rd. Leaning for the sign. The pitcher rotates the ball behind his back. I'm feeling you. Alan Pizzarelli. Vic, I don't know if there's much depth in today's haiku. I think it's a just an observation. I mean, it, it kind of goes like Sitting in the chair, <laughs> looking through the window, <laughs> Kevin, a feeling you, you know, Nick? How dare you? I mean. How dare you? How dare you? 
How dare I? How dare you? Leans in for the signs, got the ball behind his back, feeling you. That's not a haiku, baby. I mean, to disrespect Al, you know, Pizzarelli is, uh, I, I didn't expect this. <laughs> How could you not expect it? <laughs> I mean, good. I bring you haikus from every corner of the of the planet, from Jersey to Japan. I know, Vic. And yet, rotating. I show you some pizzarelli, and uh, you're going nuts. Kevin, is that the only haiku pizzarelli has done? Do we know that? Uh, no. Here's another one. It's not baseball related, but I can read it to you if yeah. you like. Let's hear yeah, more. Yeah. more of the work of Alan Pizzarelli. Okay. Twilight. Staples rust. In the telephone pole. Feeling you. Sweet. Oh, no. Very sweet. Nick, this guy's banned. <laughs> 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 this guy's out, Vic. Because he's too close to the essence for you, Fred. Staples rust in the telephone pole feeling you. Vic, the guy. Come on. He's oh an urban God. haikuist. All urban right. haikuist from Jersey. Right, Kevin, can we... Well, one day, let's get that woman back. Oh, yeah, oh, we'll have to find man. her. Yeah, what Vic. was her name, Vic? Do you remember? I think, was it Saijo? No. The lady. Right. No, no, this is... No, the one oh, you that mean, was, who, who, the She wrote the erotic haikus? Yes. Yeah. No, they, hers I were could, baseball I, I could haikus. Deep, I could dig deep into the archives. Yeah, no, hers were baseball haikus that became erotic. Right. Yeah, she, she was always looking at the at the, at the ball player's uh, rosin bag. Yeah, basically that's exactly what it was. Right? I know, you, I, I know Fred. Fred, you like to take the haiku into a place I don't like to take it. <laughs> Vic, what was so sad about Fred that? Fred Rodney. <laughs> Rodney, you know where he goes with this, right? He's, yeah, he does see the erotic side in everything, Fred. Uh, right? Vic, first when of did all, he get like this? No, wait a minute. <laughs> to be fair, Rodney, Vic said I have a baseball haiku, and we went, what was that? And and then you go, that wasn't erotic. It was, Vic. You thought it was a baseball haiku. This this woman was, you know, like a nymphomaniac. With the state of mind, haiku, Fred, it's... You throw down the you throw down the prose, you throw down the lyrics, and you absorb them, and then you you translate them and you, and, into what you believe that they mean. I'll tell you, she did some throwing down. I'll tell you that, Vic. <laughs> Not Pizzarelli. I'll go, I went to the I'll go to the archives, but I think I think Pizzarelli was uh, a revelation today. I don't know, Vic. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually I'm usually with you. I'm usually with you, Vic. But Pizzarelli was. <laughs> He was the pits. <laughs> Kevin, are you going to go down the Laker roster? We will, yes. All right, we'll do that next. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Bogan and Rodney. If I ever do you wrong, if I ever leave you Oh, yes. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Hope you enjoyed that. Interesting haiku. In One way to put it. <laughs> One way to look at it, I'll tell you that. It's lit. <laughs> Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Presented by your buddy Jacob and Ronnie. You have a problem, he's got an answer. He was on with us earlier today. He's really the best in the business. He's our attorney. If you suffer a personal injury, he should be yours as well. Accident. 
Alright, the Lakers have made a flurry of signings starting yesterday afternoon and into today, really just a few minutes ago with Kendrick Nunn. So as the roster sits currently, here are the guys who are already there. So we know they had LeBron, Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol, and Alfonso McKinney. Those guys are already under contract. They have since re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker. The new guys, Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. That means that? 14 uh, players. 14? So you could have 15 players on a roster total. Usually teams these days will leave a roster spot open uh, if they have a two-way player, which by the way, I think they have two guys who are technically designated as two-way guys who they got at the end of the draft this year. Um, or signed as free agents to go into the G League team and go into the Summer League roster. And they also have Alfonso McKinney, who has a non-guaranteed contract, so they could waive him and it wouldn't cost them anything. All right, well, they're they're full. They're full, and that's the team. I mean, if you, if you just play... The name game. Excuse me, I miscounted. 13 players. Okay. 13. 13. But if you play the name JJ game... J.J. Reddick's coming. Well, all right. He might be. Schroeder might have, be staying. They still have the mid-level exception. Now, I'm trying to figure that out. So, Brad Turner just tweeted that Kedrick Nunn signed a two-year two, two $10 million contract. That could be it. That could be their mid-level exception right there. Okay. But the bottom line is, if you play the name game, the names all work. They're all guys that can play. They're all, the majority of them, seasoned veterans. And I think they'll be very exciting. I do, to too. To watch during the regular season. I do, too. I think when that second wave, second unit comes in the game, I think it's, we're not going to see a lot of what we saw last year was who, who's where's the scoring coming from. I don't think we're going to see that this year with this group. And, of course, Schroeder's is gone, no? We don't we know, don't know that yet, Vic. Well, he's a piece. He's definitely a piece. But I, I love I love the group that Bronze assembled He's sick and tired of of running with guys who you know who, number one can't score, and you know, d don't have that insane drive. I think he was uh, he he really doesn't display his emotions, LeBron. But he, you know, I'm sure he was very frustrated, you know, with Schroeder and a, a lot of the dudes who just couldn't step up. Now he's got his guys. This, this is Bron's squad. It's a perfect squad for Bron. I'm very happy uh, with the squad. I I love it. I, I love the. The veterans, I love the the young bloods. That's a great mix, um, especially uh, titillated, you know, by uh, by none. I see, you know, none and Horton Tucker in the backcourt. Very exciting. I guess depressing news of uh, you're a Clipper fan here on the Clipper Station AM five seventy LA Sports. There was a report this morning. They were going to have an interview, a sit down meeting with Demar Derozan, who was intrigued about possibly joining them. Then about an hour or so later, it was reported that he was being traded, a sign-and-trade, signing with the San Antonio Spurs and then traded to the Chicago Bulls on a three-year, $85 million contract. And Fred alluded to it earlier, the Chicago Bulls have pretty much nothing but guards on their roster. Guards and Nikola Vucevic at this point is pretty much all they have. They're going to spread the floor. Seems like it. They're going to score. They're going to score. They're going to be the most dead-eye three-point team. In basketball. I don't know if they're stopping anybody, but... Yeah, they're going to outscore everyone. <laughs> it's going to be like the old Loyola Marymount team. Oh, Paul yeah. West Head. The know, Bulls are very exciting. I'm very... I'm, I would love... I'm going to watch Bulls games. I, I love their assortment of talent. Love the fact, you know, they brought in... Lon you know, they brought in Lonzo. They brought in, uh, you know, Caruso. And, and now they got DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Uh, 
This is not a. This, let's face it; they may not make the playoffs, but they'll be very entertaining. The Bulls. Demar only offered that pay cut to the Lakers. It seems. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because he's only making yeah. slightly less than he was going to make right. there, Rodney. That's right. an average of about twenty-eight million a right. year. So. Right. So yeah, mm. a little bit less, but. He's like, if it ain't going to be the Lakers, I'm going to make you pay a little bit, too. That's right. So as it goes to uh, Russell Westbrook, we know he was traded from the Washington Wizards. Their owner, Ted Leontis, also owns the Washington Capitals. And he had a statement earlier today that, I don't know if you want to call it controversial, but interesting, because he was juxtaposing NBA players and their mentality versus NHL players. Here's what he said uh, on a quote via ESPN. He said, we had a superstar player with the Wizards. He had an opportunity and wanted to be traded to the Lakers. And I was dealing with that as we were announcing Alex Ovechkin signing his extension. I couldn't help but self-reflect on what the difference there is. Here's a great player in Russell Westbrook, played in OKC, wanted to be traded. Went to Houston, wanted to be traded. Came to D.C., wanted to be traded, now in L.A. He's a great person and a great player. But that's the difference between the NBA and the NHL, I suppose. Is there an element of truth to that? Is he overgeneralizing? What are our thoughts on what Taylor Jones has had to say there? Well, I mean, just because he doesn't seem to be happy wherever he's at doesn't mean that hockey players wouldn't think the exact same way. But hockey's different. It's much harder to force a trade in hockey. Yeah, much harder. And, and, and we're not talking about Bradley Beal State. Right, I mean, if, I mean, he's picking out Westbrook as, oh, I'm a signal this guy to compare him to. Well, Westbrook did, did ask him to move. Yeah, but why didn't he compare Bradley Beal, who signed an extension there, I believe, didn't he? Or, or he did. Or, yeah. So why didn't he compare Ovechkin, a guy that's with the Capitals, they won the title, right, and he signed an extension there, superstar? Why didn't he compare him to Bradley Beal, who stayed in Washington? Well, yeah. I think he's talking about superstar NBA players who seemingly always want to move, or at least that's the thought. Whether it's Anthony Davis or James Harden. And he's saying the mentality of the NBA players is different than the NHL. That I think that's the point he's trying to make. Well, NHL guys are, in that regard, if they're with a franchise, very rarely do you hear somebody go, I want out. A superstar yeah. player, right? Yeah, no, they, they stay with that team. Jack Eichel, I think for a second, was talking about possibly forcing a trade, but then he backed off. Yeah, forcing it. a trade here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing is this. If hockey players, and you don't know if it'll ever happen, but if, hockey, if somebody, a big-time hockey player, said... I want out of here. Well, do they have that same power as as NBA players do? NBA players have all the power. Baseball players have power. You know, it's just recently that NFL players have gotten that power. But, you know, 10 years ago, NFL players didn't have the power. I want out of here. Trade me. Get me out of here. I'm doing this. Until recently where the money got so great that, you know, players are now dictating the league. They didn't have that before. And I don't know where hockey is in in that regard. But if, if hockey in terms of revenue was like, the NBA it'll might be a, be a different ball game, yeah. And Leonsis, I got your Ovechkin right here. <laughs> it's a different sport, man. You know, hockey and basketball, the mentality, the the makeup of the of the player, it's a whole different deal, man. It's a different beast. You can't even you can't make an analogy between hockey players and basketball players. It's totally, totally yeah. different. Well, you know, talking about that and a different mentality in different sports and letting players go. Uh, Jed Hoyer is the president of the Cubs, and he's been under fire the last week or so because they pretty much sold off the core of their championship team from 2016. And people are upset. Like, why didn't you sign any of these guys to an extension? Here is what he said to Jesse Rogers of ESPN as to why they weren't able to reach extensions with these players. Quote, I put my head on the pillow every night knowing that we put our best foot forward. 
The extensions we offer these guys will hold up exceptionally well. Historically, they will hold up exceptionally well against the open market. I don't know why these guys didn't want to sign. I don't know why guys didn't even want to counter offer sometimes. So he's saying, don't blame me. I offered these guys fair market value on their contracts. They all decided they didn't want to sign. So at that point in time, we decided to cut bait. Do we think he's accurate here or is he trying to deflect blame to the players and not accept it himself? Or do you think he could be right? If, if what he says is true, then the person you should blame is absolutely him. Because there's a reason they didn't want to stay. All of them? Somebody, nobody wanted an extension? Right. Not a single one? If all of these guys said no, then it's the organization. And who was heading up baseball operations for the organization? Jed Hoyer. You know, Rodney, you've said it many times. Not all money is good money. True. True. And it's not a coincidence that every one of them didn't want to sign an extension. If he's put it out there, it's probably a bad thing that he put that out there. Because that it definitely makes it look the fingers pointed right back at him. Sure. Because you can't tell me that Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Rizzo, all those guys, all of a sudden, I want out and don't don't want to sign an extension. One of them would have stayed. It's the organization, and it's him. And sometimes, like I said, like you said, all money's not good money. And when an organization goes bad, Joe Madden left. I mean, it's just they, – they, that was probably the beginning and the sign that there's going to be an exodus from, from the players from that championship team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have destroyed one of the great organizations in baseball, the Chicago Cubs. I'm, I'm surprised he still has a job. Anthony Rizzo is one of the most popular Cubs in the history of that franchise. Everyone loved Rizzo. You couldn't come to terms with Anthony Rizzo? Are you kidding me? Baez, superstar in the making. Uh, I mean, it, to me, to totally decimate the Cubs like that was bad for baseball. This club won the championship just a few years ago. And now they're flotsam and jetsam. Hoya, you're done. Might be a little severe, Vic. Well, <laughs> I don't think flotsam so. Flotsam and jetsam. You t- name a cup. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is still there. There you go. How about the uh, Jimmy Hendricks is in there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, works for me. I'll take it. So we know that the SEC is ever expanding. They're adding Texas. They're adding Oklahoma. There's a report uh, yesterday that I wasn't able to get to, but apparently Clemson and Florida State possibly could be petitioning to join the SEC at Ooh. some point in the future, which Lord. would, I mean, my God. So there was a report from The Athletic earlier today saying the Big 12, who obviously are, are losing a lot, I believe $14 million uh, per school, I believe, is what he said. Bob Bowlesby, the, the commissioner, said. By Texas and Oklahoma leaving? By Texas and Oklahoma leaving. That's how much mm. revenue they generate. So they're scrambling, looking to find a way to basically save themselves from having to disband. And The Athletic was reporting that Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, and the new Pac-12 commissioner, George Kilikoff, had a meeting today to discuss the possibility of the two teams, or excuse me, the two conferences actually merging. If they do not merge as a whole, at least having some sort of scheduling alliance, having their own pseudo super conference to combat what the SEC is doing. Makes sense. You know, what I find interesting about the SEC is the markets, and everything is based on market size, really. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's not like the SEC. Tuscaloosa is New York City, yeah. right? If you think of the schools in the SEC, they're right. not huge. The only one, yeah, market. not even 
you know, LSU is in Baton Rouge. I mean, it's not right, right in New Orleans. And yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's in, Athens, in Athens, not Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Now, now getting Texas helps huge. Them. Yeah, that'll be huge. There's a report. It wouldn't make sense geographically, but they would be going after Notre Dame as well. That's SEC? a na- that's yes, that's a national brand that they yeah. apparently are interested in going after. Yeah. So if if you talk about the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merging, it's all market size. So they what better do, you do it in a hurry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or maybe not because maybe nobody wants the other Big 12 schools. But who's no, the I mean, Big 12? I, oh, I thought it'd be Big that's, 10. Oh, yeah. Not Big, Big 10 will be huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Baylor, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Kansas, West Virginia Kansas State, West Virginia. TCU. TCU. Yeah. Not a lot, a lot of moving of the needle with the teams remaining in that conference. Right. TCU, you might get some Dallas. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Uh, the Kansas schools, no. Right. Oklahoma State, no. Not really. Yeah. I, I don't know how that makes that much sense if, you, if you're just trying to get market size. If they could find a way to do something with the Big Ten, yeah. oh, that'd be humongous. That'd be huge. That'd be be com- over. It, it would be over. It would compete with them. Yeah, because you know you gotta you gotta hope and figure that well, USC get it back. Washington is gonna be you know they're gonna be good. Oregon's never not going anywhere. Right. So you you got three solid ones. Arizona State's up and coming. Um, and then you throw you know the Michigan, Ohio State's, North Penn State's in that you know in the Big Ten. Um, the, you know so uh, Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin's a big Wisconsin's following. Huge. You know, yeah. so you know. It might behoove them to, to do that. I mean, eventually, uh, at the end of the day, are we saying this is the beginning of the end of the NCAA? Maybe in football. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark Emmer, yeah. I think, even admitted to that a week or two ago, saying yeah. they're going to talk and talk about how just disbanding the NCAA or at least the way they govern, changing the entire way they govern the system when it yeah. comes to Division One, Two, II, and Three. Yeah, I could see this being, you know, a super, super league, like, you know, kind of turning into the NFL where you got – 32 teams in one league yeah. or expanded that and then two leagues end up playing each other in a big big playoff kind of situation. And everybody else is just in college Just playing. asked out. <laughs> it's just like... Oh, that's one way to put it. Like, sorry, Boise. Yeah, right. Sorry, Boise. Yeah. 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 I am so simpatico for the Big 12. Talk about a pivot. They got crushed, you know, by Texas and Oklahoma. And now they have to hustle for survival. They have to hustle now for survival. They're not used to that. These conferences, they're not used to these movements. But yet, the only constant is flux as this college football landscape is like apocalypse now. If you're the Big 12, what do you do? Well, you have to reach out to the Pac-12. Got to reach out to, you know, the independents. This is a this is a brave new world, y'all. A brave new world. And Big Twelve, well, they had won. Well, remember they stole Texas and from the the Southwestern South Conference. Conference. Yeah. Southwest Conference. Southwest, yeah. Big, big. And man. when that was gigantic. And that was the end of the Southwest yeah, Conference. Yeah, the end of the Southwest Conference. And when Larry Scott first got the Pac-12 commissioner job, he was on the edge, very close to combining the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve. They right. were going to get Texas and Oklahoma, right? And that fell through. In the 11th hour. Then one more thing before we check out of here. I just saw this. So Matthew Stafford in practice yesterday injured his thumb. I was throwing a pass and hit his thumb on a helmet. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, uh, the x-rays that came back were negative. Uh, he'll miss some practice, some practice days, but he should ultimately end up being fine. So that's good news for the Rams. That is great news for yeah. the Rams. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's lighting up the head. Very nice. Kevin's been great. 
I wouldn't go anywhere. I, I certainly wouldn't leave during this break. Just saying. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An LA icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. AM570 LA Sports. Caesar in Santa Ana, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm right here. Caesar! You did it, man. You won. What's up, Caesar! Man, I did it. I represent it, man. Hey, I was about to leave the desk, too, if it weren't for you, uh, Fred. So thanks for giving me that heads up not to leave. All right, well. Caesar! Way to go, Caesar. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Let's lose our voice. Let's do it. All right. Uh, keep listening for a chance to win the hottest ticket in town. Dodgers take on the Astros Wednesday, tomorrow. Caesar, you're going. And check out the new Michelob Ultra Batters Eye Bar in center field. Caesar, hang tight. Thanks yes, for sir. listening, man. Have a good one. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Uh, Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. As always, Rodney, we'll be back tomorrow and yes. uh, celebrating the Dodger win. Yes, we will. Beulah! Live and die